Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer, The Mental Breakdown. Mental Breaky. I'm Koel. I'm Kenna. How's it going? It's It's been a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work going it's going well i think i'm just like psychologically still getting into the routine of things yeah like, not sleeping for fucking 13 hours like i'm used to <laughs> so i'm getting a little bit of anxiety simply because of my sleep schedule being adjusted but yeah. as far as like the duties at work and everything i'm doing it's been a lot of fun and i've learned a lot yeah and the kiddos that i work with are just awesome so mm-hmm. it's really exciting we had a good weekend though i think we got to see each other saturday and sunday me and you? Yeah. Well, maybe not Sunday, but Saturday. Yeah, that's true. We went out for a little bit. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, then this weekend, going out of town. I feel like I say that all the time <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> Always out of town. Well, we went down to the coast mm-hmm. probably three or four weeks ago with Alex and Dana, and it poured the whole time we were down there. Me and yeah. Dana were down there for five days, and it rained every single day about one. That would depress the fuck out I of know. me. I know. And so the guys came down and met us, and we tried to go fishing and stuff, but it was cold, and it was raining, and we were so frustrated. And so I said, you know what? We all have Memorial Day off. Let's go back down to the coast for a few days. And it's supposed to be nice weather, so fingers crossed. <laughs> Isn't it better fishing when it's cold? Because the fish come more to the surface, right? To get warmth? No, not necessarily. And, I mean, they kind of, like, hide when it's not that warm outside. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll burrow. Oh, it just okay. depends. Like, it's really just a weird... It's it's better to be cool, not cold. Oh, you know I what see. I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so And rain, like, forget about it. There's too much noise. They're probably scared. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, so hopefully this will be a good second try at the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Um, what about you? Of, uh, you know, just uh, sleeping a lot, and <laughs> I'm almost done with my puzzle. Oh, I started good. Schitt's Creek, and I'm obsessed with it right yeah. now. And I didn't realize that it was so old, It that the last season was in 2020. But um, I am a dead show person. Like, I won't, I won't enjoy a show until it's already been canceled or taken off the air, and all the it, everybody becomes hush hush about it. Yeah. And then I'll enjoy it. So I was just, you know, I was in my feels the other day. So I was like, I want to watch a comedy. And I put it on, and I'm obsessed with Daniel Levy. He's yeah. so He's hot. Hilarious. He's hot. <laughs> He's oh my gosh. Ugh. So no spoilers for anybody, but I want him and Stevie to work out. I don't know more than the first like couple, probably like the first six or seven episodes I yeah. watched, but I, I liked it. It's not that I didn't, mm-hmm. but I, I agree with you on the dead show thing. Like I have a hard time watching a show if I have to wait every week for it, unless mm-hmm. it's a reality show. Like yeah. I watched uh, a farmer wants a wife and I just finished it. Farmer wants a wife. Yeah. Farmer wants a wife just aired. <laughs> there was a UK version and now there was an hour version. So if oh, you're in the UK, hilarious. we copied you, but our series just ended. I think they ended like last Wednesday, and I just watched it, like, yesterday, and then American Idol finale came out last Sunday, and I just watched it today, <laughs> and so... And Survivor. Survivor I actually caught up on today as well, yeah. so... I tried to watch Survivor the other day, and I fell asleep in the yeah. first episode, so... Oh, man, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm also into, like, Next Level Chef. That's over for the year as well, but those are, like, the reality shows that I watch, yeah. like, weekly, and then, you know, Grey's Anatomy, even though I don't 
want it to keep going. Like, mm-hmm. it needs to end, but I'm just, like, I'm a, I can't not watch it. I've watched 20 fucking seasons of it. <laughs> you don't even know 19. Didn't they tease that Ellen Pomp... How do you say her last name? Pompeo? Pompeo. Pompeo that she's gonna come back for an episode? For she... Finale? So, she left earlier this season. Spoiler mm-hmm. alerts of any... Okay, let me just say this before I keep going. <laughs> Spoiler alerts of anyone who's so caught up on Grace. She left earlier in the season... And it was, like, her big departure from the mm-hmm. show. She came back for the finale. Oh, The okay. finale aired, like, last week. So she didn't really leave. She didn't really leave, but she's not going to be in the next season. So they got oh. they got approved for season 20. Oh, my God. That is I too know. much TV. It's too much. That's too much TV. I always stop right around season 14. Because yeah, I don't well, like Amelia. And I know you like Amelia. I love Amelia. But I also watch Private Practice. And you get to know a lot more about oh. Amelia and Addison in Private, <sighs> Private Practice. I love Kate Walsh. Yeah, I love her too. You have to watch Umbrella Academy know, just for Kate me. Walsh. <laughs> <You keep laughs> She's amazing. Me. She's so funny as the handler. So, She's Kate great. Walsh, Katarina Scorsone, if y'all are listening, that's Amelia. Love you. <laughs> we love you guys. And Jeff Prost, I've applied to for Survivor twice now, so freaking love you. Yeah, the Jeff. <laughs> I'm just, of course, like everybody else, I'm all about the scandal ball right now, the Vanderpump Rules thing. Um, Ty from Movie Vacation is kind of dabbling in this potential reality TV show podcast, which I'm really excited about. I listened to a little bit of it. And that and RuPaul's Drag Race, those are the only things that I watch like religiously. I have to watch every single episode, like the the moment it comes out. Even if I'm at the bar, I'll pull out my phone and I will watch Vanderpump Rules. That sounds like me. Honestly, though, like... I spend a lot of time, you know, of, of course, with Casey, a lot of my downtime, and mm-hmm. he is like, no, we're not fucking watching that. Like, yeah. not like, no, but you know what I mean? Like, he, if I don't want to watch a show that he's into, he doesn't want to watch a show yeah. that I'm into, right? So I kind of wait until there's, like, a night. Like, he's in Austin right now, so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me catch up, catch up on my shows while he's out of town. <laughs> when he comes back, it'll be caught up, and I won't have to worry about it. My former brother-in-law, I mean, I still call him my brother-in-law, but, um, even though I'm divorced, but my brother-in-law... <laughs> We used to sit around in the game room, and I would watch Bad Girls Club while the guys would play video games. Oh, my gosh. And he would always say, he'd be like, I don't understand why you watch that crap. It's just crap. And Justin used to say that all the time. You know, like, it's just crap. You just watch crap. And then 20 minutes later, he'll be like, what did Britney say to her? You know? (laughs) No, exactly. And I've caught Casey doing that, too. Like, he'll see me like let's dexter i rewatch dexter every like year or so mm-hmm. right so he's seen Have it to. kind of here and there yeah but like he'll catch me on like season two episode five and then he'll somehow be in the room with me again on, like season four episode three he's like wait i thought that guy died i'm like no that was a fake death like he didn't actually <laughs> or whatever like he'll, he'll remember things from yeah. earlier and he's like oh, i can't keep up with this it's too long <laughs> like well you didn't watch the whole thing love it Ugh. Gosh. So that is our two cents on movies and TV shows, I guess. Yeah. Well, not even movies, just TV shows. Thanks for listening to our rant. I know, Mom and Dad are watching Jeopardy! Masters right now, and I'm <sighs> bummed because well, I thought they were going to wait for us. They are watching last oh, Wednesday. They're catching Wednesdays. up. Yeah, 13 and 14. Because they were so, in town, you're right. Yeah, so they didn't get to see it, which is great, because I think tonight's the finale. Semi, I think it's semi-finals. the semifinals. Semifinals, yeah. that's what it is. I want Andrew He to win. No, James is definitely winning, for sure. <laughs> I loved Amy. I loved Amy. I love Amy so much. really bums me out that she's not a part of the, the end, but yeah. love Andrew. I know you want James to win. And James is going to win. I don't even want him to win. I know he's going to win. <laughs> he's too good. <laughs> All the chips, please. Aww. If y'all like Jeopardy as much as us, message us and let us know. Obsessed with Jeopardy. Also, speaking of messaging us, and letting us know things. Our listener that suggested the previous case that we did, Anders Breivik, her name is, I would say, I would pronounce it Lena, but I know she's originally from Norway, so I think it might be Lena or Mm -hmm. Lena, 
not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but she did give me permission to use her name, and we did nice. not mention it earlier in the, yeah. the, the podcast. So thanks again for that suggestion. She said that my pronunciations were on point. They were. So was good. I was really flattered about that. What so was uh, Va- Vanka? Was Venka. Venka. Yes. See, Venka you still and remember. Yes. And Jens. Yep. Oh, so sorry, thank you for that. Uh, that case went really well. Hillary said she liked it as well. And she also said that there's a, a Netflix documentary about it, too, oh, really? which I didn't know. And she said it's called July 22nd. So There's a new Netflix... I, I don't know if it was Netflix or if it was Hulu or if it was Paramount or if it was whatever, or Peacock, but... It's called Waco, the Aftermath. Saw that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I want to see that. I didn't it watch goes... it. I mean, I saw the preview for it. Yeah, the preview. And it's all um, scripted. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a documentary. But gotcha. I thought that was really interesting because the guy that plays Timothy McVeigh looks like Timothy McVeigh. It's... <sighs> yeah. Yikes. Well, yeah. I uh, don't have anything else. I just wanted to talk about my day for a little bit. Kind of decompressed yeah. because I wasn't feeling too hot when we walked in here. And now I feel better. Okay, <laughs> so, good. Mentally, not physically. <laughs> So I chose to do this topic, and I feel like it's a topic we've talked about so many times that I actually had to go back into our previous Mental Breakdown episodes to make sure we didn't already cover it. Ooh, okay. So today we are going to be talking about temporary insanity. Oh, okay. Temporary insanity. Yeah, or the insanity plea, right? Uh, So Yes. yes, It's a little bit of both. I've been wanting to do an episode on this, like a deep dive, so thanks. Well, I'm not going to be too deep, but... (laughs) Well, it's a dive, nonetheless. Yeah, it's true. Ten meters, maybe. So we're going to start with the insanity defense, which is also known as mental disorder defense. non compos mentis, or not of sound mind in Latin. It actually originated in Grecian Roman times, Greek oh. Roman times. Dang, that far? Yeah, So, and- but it was usually for people who had mental disorders. I mean, it wasn't like crimes of passion like we know today. Well, it was just that. anybody that had a mental disorder, regardless of what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it could also be applied to intoxication or just being in a confused state in general. That makes sense. Like sleeping, essentially. Oh. Okay. You know? You're sleeping, you're insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you commit a crime during sleep. Oh, I see like, what you're saying. Because we've heard of sleepwalking cases. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So there is actually no law around that time that was di- differentiating between insanity, mental disorders, insanity slash mental disorders, and criminal acts. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't up until 1724, which the first recorded ever insanity trial ever began. 1724. 1724. That's wild. That's before we were even around. Right. <laughs> like the, like a country, not yeah. us. <laughs> Obviously us and everyone listening to this podcast. But Oh my gosh. gosh. You remember when we became a vampire like right after that? I know. We were friends with George Washington. <laughs> Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> oh, Georgie. I don't even think he was born. Maybe no, he would have just been born that, that time. <laughs> so before this, many suspected criminals would actually be subjected to something called trial by ordeal or essentially torture. Oh, You know, like awesome. in the Holy Grail when they're like, she's a witch, burn her. Or yeah. like, you know, see if she floats like a duck. Things like that. Great. That's essentially how our how our criminal system worked. Love that. I just wanted to look it up really quick. Sorry, I grabbed my phone. I know you noticed. Um, George Washington was born in 1731, so it was before he was born. Okay, so it was before George Washington. Yes. Yeah. He would be baby George. Just to pepper it just in there. Just a little baby. <laughs> before you were a twinkle in your father's eye. Oh my gosh, I love that. So this, again, trial by ordeal came from Great Britain, because okay. this is, you know, this is essentially how the court systems would come to be. Yeah. So after the introduction of the jury trial system, jurors could actually find defendants guilty by insanity, but the defendant would go free. So you are 
not guilty by reason of insanity, so go on about your day. So just to be clear, guilty by insanity then meant, yes, you're guilty of this crime, but because you're insane, you don't serve any time. That's so wild. It's like, yeah, you did it, and we have proof that you did it. Go, go. Yeah. Go on about your day. (laughs) Toodaloo. Thank you. (laughs) Toodaloo. (laughs) So, of course, now it's called not guilty by reason of insanity, but that's because there's been several acts that have been, I guess, passed. And nowadays it's not like, oh, not guilty by reason of insanity. Toodaloo. It's like, not guilty by reason of insanity. Psych ward. Hang out. Yeah. (laughs) Hang out a little bit. Prison still. (laughs) Probably. Prison still. God, it's terrible. So this quickly became a problem of sorts, right? Yeah. So the Criminal Lunatics Act of 1800 would come to pass in Great Britain. Such an old-fashioned sentence. I know. <laughs> Lunatics Act of 1800. God. At least it dates it. <laughs> so it would come to pass, excuse me, come to pass, and defendants who would be found guilty of insanity would be institutionalized indefinitely. Okay. But this also c- includes crimes that were committed that were like crimes of passion or temporary insanity. Okay. So even if you were like, I just lost my shit and I was seeing red and I harmed someone or killed someone, you would still be institutionalized for the rest of your life, even if you might not have a mental disorder. Does that yeah, make sense? but like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know exactly where, what you're getting yeah. at. My problem with that is you still fucking did it. So yeah. you would either be in jail for the rest of your life or a mental institution. Which one's cushier? You want the... I would probably take prison. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I'd rather oh. have, like, the sticky socks. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, take... Gr- grippy take socks. Meds and, oh, grippy socks. Yeah. And just take the meds and just... Fucking daydream. mint. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that, yeah, that TikTok? Yeah. The things in my... Um, what is it? The things in my psych ward that just make sense. Yeah, just, like, exactly. Yeah. Mint. And, like, door handles. And, like, oh, it's not funny. It's, it's really not. But it's, it's not TikTok. funny. It's not. But TikTok stuff. Yes, TikTok stuff. Yeah. No, but... um. Do you think you'd rather be in prison than be yes. in... Yes. Oh, well, this time. Okay. Yes, then. Okay. Not now. Gotcha. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Then it didn't matter. You were with... You were with murderers and rapists and, you know, True. people that... Pedophiles or, you know, all, it was all under a blanket of that. Of like, you're mentally ill. You're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and essentially no treatment. I mean, what kind of treatment would you get? A lobotomy? That's, that's true. It's... Yeah. I mean, they called it a loony bin back then. A loony bin. <laughs> There's no way they yeah. had, like, neurotrans... What is it? They probably <laughs> didn't even have grippy socks. They didn't even have grippy yeah. socks. That's true. <laughs> Dan Sickles was born in 1819 in New York. He wanted to become a lawyer, and he was accepted to the bar in 1946, and did become a part of the New York Assembly in... I didn't find a year. It just continues. <laughs> <laughs> it's a run-on sentence. Sorry, y'all. He would eventually become part of the New York Assembly. In 1852, at age 32, he married a young woman by the name of Teresa Bagioli. Ooh. And when I say a young woman, I mean 16. And how old was he? 32. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. It's like double it and give it to the next person, but with his age. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Shopping for your pet has never been easier. From crates and carriers to collars and leashes, Dog.com is your one-stop shop for all of your dog's supply needs. Dog.com not only offers a varied assortment of products and accessories for your pet, but they also sponsor a donations program to help pets in need. With Dog.com, you will easily find everything you need for your furry best friend. 
Click the link in the show notes below for up to 30% off your first online order. Both families did oppose this marriage because the girl was very young, of course. She was very bright, and she said uh, it was said about her that she spoke about five different languages. She can read, she could write, all this stuff. She was very, very smart. <laughs> Fucking goals, honestly. That'd be I, so cool. I mean, you're halfway through your life, so... <laughs> me no at age 16 it reminds oh. me of a million is it a million ways to die in the west oh i'm not sure i don't where they're trying they're making a joke about age and about how young people were when they got married and he i think it's uh what's his name seth mcfarlane makes a joke is like oh she's like already hit her peak she's like 13 you know oh, yeah <laughs> yeah they do the same thing in family guy speaking of total side note you know what i found out earlier hmm. Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark, and Seth MacFarlane were both supposed to be on the flight that hit the first tower at 9-11. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I found that's that out earlier. I was like, interesting. Oh, like, could you imagine? Family Guy would have ended after, like, two years of it being on. Yeah. Or it would have been taken over. By we wouldn't have gotten the Wahlbergers. Yeah. Marky Mark and the... That's I'm a Marky joke. Mark and y'all are the funky bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Have you not seen Fear yet? No, I haven't seen oh, Fear. I Hillary, don't get mad at me. Oh my gosh, it's so good. When he starts pounding his chest, I was like, ah. I found so... it on a streaming service the other day. Okay. And I like sent Hillary a photo. And she was like, yes. And I was like, oh, I'm not watching it. I just wanted to <sighs> let you know that I can now access it. And Alyssa Milano's character in that movie was just like, oh, it's just heartbreaking. I need to watch it. <sighs> It'll happen eventually. So Dan Sickles continued to become a successful politician becoming a part of the New York Senate, and eventually elected into Congress so the couple would move to Washington, D.C. Oh, please tell me what in his old age he went by Pop. <laughs> Popsicles. Pop. <laughs> I didn't see that. Please. I didn't see that at all. I didn't see that. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to my wheeze? My wheeze. <laughs> Not even introduce you. Reintroduce. So many wheezes. I had to. I hope he went by Pop when he was older. I hope Pop he gets older. Sickles. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's been a day. So Popsicles would often <laughs> travel to England to meet various diplomats, but he would not be traveling alone. Mm. While Teresa stayed behind in Washington, D.C., pregnant with their first child, Dan was traveling with a known sex worker and even introduced the woman to Queen Victoria. What the fuck? The Queen Victoria. She's like, hey, by the way, is my casual sex worker. Well, apparently she went by a different alias or something. And he was like, oh, this is my colleague or something. But like, who does that? Like, he, you know, come on. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He was like, I'm getting away with this. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. So the affair did go on for some time, and once returning from one of these trips, Dan would come home to find out that after a dinner party through an anonymous letter that his wife, Teresa, had also been having an affair with a famous writer's son. While she was pregnant? Uh, I don't know. Because this is ongoing. This is like for over the course of a few years. Oh, okay. Throughout their marriage. This would, this person was Philip Key the second. Dan and Teresa argued for some time after this dinner party before Dan asked Teresa for her wedding ring before storming out of the house. Dan would walk the streets in Lafayette Square, across the street from the White House. Here on the evening of February 27th, 1859, which is always so hard to say, 
Dan would come across Philip Key, where Dan produced a pistol walking up to him, shouting at Philip, quote, you villain, you defiled my bed, you must die, end quote, and shot Philip to death in the street. You villain. You villain. It's... It's 1859. This is like the White House, the White House? The White House. Okay, and in also, Washington, D.C. Why is he mad? He's the one that cheated first. Well, she doesn't know that. But still. But still. <laughs> the dick. Yeah. Ex- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Philip's father was, in fact, Francis Scott Key, the man who wrote the Star Spangled Banner. No. Yeah. He killed his son. Wow. Isn't that's that crazy? fucking wild. Dan Sickles would walk a few blocks down to the attorney general's office or house. His name was Jeremiah Black. And he immediately confessed to the murder. He's like, oh, oh, that was me. That guy that's down the street down there. The villain. The villain. (laughs) Get him, you fiend. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that poor guy, though. Yeah. Dan Sickles was immediately taken to jail. But given the story of the affair and his recognition around the city, Dan was given special privileges. He was able to keep his personal pistol on him and actually had so many people visiting him at one point that they actually moved him from the jail to a private apartment so that he could just, you know, like have time with friends and family. That sounds like Anders. Yeah, he it does had, sound like, like three Anders. cells. Yeah. Ew, why would they? Okay. It's also 1859. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was an apartment like in 1859. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I don't know. Probably a room. <laughs> Sickles put together a defense team that claimed that Dan wasn't insane, but he was temporarily insane, driven mad in the moment by his wife's affair. Okay, but it's not like he walked in on her, like, fooking the dude. Like, it's like he just was... ran into him on the street. He's like, oh, you're a villain. Oh, I'm just going to kill you. Like, he, had <laughs> well, he went down time. there to look for him. So it was clearly premeditated. Yeah, you no, know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, at least that's what it seemed like. It seemed like he was walking the streets looking for Philip Key. So it wasn't like he just happened to run into him. I don't think so. I mean, he did storm out of the house, but I don't know if he stormed out of the house with the intention of finding him or if he stormed out of the house and just so happened to find him. He stormed out of the house with a weapon. With a weapon. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I guess he keeps it on him, on his persons at all times. That's true. Anyways. So at one point, the defense claimed that Dan was actually a hero for, quote, saving all the ladies of Washington from this rogue named Key, end quote. That sounds like Anders as well. Yeah. I'm a hero. He's a hero. I stopped a much worse thing from happening. Yes, exactly. Because this guy was, like I said, he's a fiend. He's a villain. Dan was actually able to get Teresa to admit to graphic details written out about her time with Philip. And although that this this was deemed inadmissible in court, this graphic information was leaked to the media. Yeah, because you knew they didn't have any fucking rules back then, when the, well, whatever they yeah. print. But also, that kind of shows, like, the hold he has on her and, like, the fact that he groomed her when she was little, because, like, when she was younger. Because yeah. he's, like, he clearly oh, has enough manipulation just to Just write it down. Yeah, to yeah. do that. And she's like, okay, like, And she's it's, young. like, a signed confession. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, this information swayed local opinions on the case, and the greater public was saturated by these conversations of the trial. It was essentially their Scott Peterson, you know, (laughs) or whatever, or, you know, name a famous, really famous case. Yeah. Even President Buchanan had actually wrote Dan during the trial, citing his unwavering support of Dan. That's so funny. Was like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. She's such a horror. Yeah. I'm here for you. Remember, it reminds me of, wasn't it President Bush that signed, like, a a letter to, like, give mercy to Carla Faye Tucker? 
It was, was it like Bush? him and like a bunch of other leaders that like H or signed. W. I don't uh, probably I don't know. I'm not gonna I say think H. <laughs> but either way, yeah, yeah, it was just it's just wild when like politicians. The fucking president. Gets <laughs> the fucking president's like, yeah. I got your bag, yo. Yeah, you got a big dick. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> he guilty as fuck, but he got a big old dick. <laughs> God, it's terrible. <laughs> so bad. Oh, gosh. Dan Sickles was ultimately acquitted of all charges after only one hour of deliberation and would eventually publicly forgive Teresa for her indiscretions. Because at this point, she had been villainized by the media. She's the villain now? Yeah. She's Everyone's villain. a villain. Everyone's the villain. Except for him. Except for Dan. He's a hero. He murdered someone. Yeah. And he's not a villain. In the middle of the street. In front of the White House. Oy. God. What a dummy. And yeah. the fact that he publicly apologized to her. Yeah. Right? He publicly No, apologized? he forgave her. Oh, publicly. he forgave her. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I was like, I was like that doesn't sound right. He, yeah, he publicly forgave her. Like, bitch. I forgive you. you I'm, took- I'm the bigger person. I forgive you. Yeah, I just fucking murdered a man in cold blood. <laughs> You rolled your eyes and blinked at the same time. You did like one of those iguana eye things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or chameleons, rather chameleons. Oh. So Dan um, decided to stay married to Teresa after this trial, which apparently disgusted a lot of people. They were yeah. like, "How could you be with somebody like that? She cheated on you." I'd be like, bitch, run. Seriously. He's coming after you next. Oh, apparently she died, like, eight years later because of, like, typhoid or something. Mysterious circumstances. Probably. Probably poison her ass. That's awful. Isn't that awful? Well, that's Dan Sickle, everybody. Um, (laughs) So that's just a little tidbit there. But, again, it was the first time that any trial had said those words, temporary insanity. Oh, wow. So the insanity case had always, or the insanity plea had always been kind of around, but to say temporary insanity. Yeah. Well, then a bunch of lawyers, of course, picked this up and it just kind of became a thing. So again, attorneys have used this as grounds for acquittal or even a lesser sentence. Although according to one study, only 1% of cases are ever brought to trial under temporary insanity. It makes sense because I feel like... In my personal opinion, I feel like you would have to be declared mentally incompetent or have a very serious mental illness mm-hmm. to be considered temporarily insane. Like, right. a crime of passion, like we know now, does not equal temporarily temporary insanity mm-hmm. unless there's, like, an underlying mental illness, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Right? Like, someone that's neurotypical can snap, have a moment they kill someone because it's crime of passion. That's temporary insanity. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I would feel like it would be someone that was already previously mentally yeah. ill. Well, you can be, again... Uh, plead insanity, just insanity. But temporary yeah. insanity means that you were not insane before the crime happened. You were insane during when the crime happened, but you were not insane after the crime happened. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like that's a really, really light way to use the word insane. <laughs> well, again, and that's why there's only 1% that ever go to trial. Yeah. And then of that 1%, only 26% are successful. Yeah. That's so it's a very, very, very small pool. Hardly ever, yeah. Yeah. So once found guilty by reason of insanity, it is required for the defendant to undergo treatment or further evaluation of some kind. Okay. But it might not be permanent incarceration or permanent housing um, and, like, a psychiatric facility. Yeah, and how many times have we heard, like, yeah, it's required to have ongoing treatment and it doesn't happen? Yeah. yeah for example, Lorena Bobbitt. Most notoriously, she cut off her husband's penis after she alleged that he had come home drunk and beat her and sexually assaulted her, raped her. 
that after the act of all of this, she chopped off her, her husband's penis and threw it out of a moving car window. It's okay. It's not funny. It's, it's not funny? Okay. I mean, everybody makes the joke, right? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of Scrubs when uh, Elliot's like, I swear to God, Keith, I will chop it off! When she's just screaming. <laughs> I mean, if he really Ugh. did that, no, fuck yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She would be found not guilty by temporary insanity, and she would only serve uh, 45 days in a treatment facility. Oh, wow. And that's it. 45 days. And then, yeah. So she was found not guilty. Did anything like that ever happen again? Yes. Well, With not her, specifically I mean. that. Oh, no. Well, uh-uh. there you go. Yeah. She's been, <laughs> she's, been, uh, she's been just fine. In fact, her ex-husband, after a 10-hour surgery, went on to have a successful porn career. Ew. Isn't that... Okay, yeah. All right. So I feel like maybe he was a bit of a skis. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not just a bit. He probably has, like, necrosis or something. Ugh. So another example of temporary insanity would be John Hinckley Jr. He admitted to uh, attempting to assass- assassinate the president, President Reagan. He would wound Reagan and several others, including paralyzing press secretary James Brady for life. You're so funny. Why? Because Hillary just suggested that case and I was going to do it. (laughs) (gasps) Didn't we talk about John Hinckley just this last week, though? We did because Hillary suggested it. I'm pretty sure. I I think I said something about it. Well, because we were talking about Chapman, too, Mm -hmm. and about how that was kind of certainly similar. Hinckley was convinced that after watching the movie Taxi Driver that the actress Jodie Foster was telling Hinckley to commit the act. That's that's that delusional disorder. Yes. Grandiose. He was also acquitted after extensive evaluations. Andrea Yates was a Texas mom of five who had also ceased using her medications that she was prescribed for mental disorders and began to throw herself into religion. Andrea was also acquitted of drowning and killing all five of her children when she thought that there was something wrong with her children developmentally. Yep. That's all I have. Okay. <laughs> it's like so heavy. Yep. Yep. I just, I don't know, I feel like her case might be a little indifferent, again, yeah. because she had cold turkey quit medication, and oh, for sure. clearly this was a side effect yeah. of that. It wasn't... Right. Like, she was just going on about her life, neurotypical, yeah. bam. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. And I think that, um, you know, again, those are reason of insanity cases. But, yeah, I I think it's a... Uh, I think just determining the amount of time, you know? Yeah. Because I, it was a rapid decline with her, I'm pretty sure. Although yeah. she said that she had suffered from postpartum depression quite a bit. But. Yeah, and absolutely. All those things are, like, super real. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, excusing it just because she's no, on yeah. medication. Yeah, but it's it's kind of hard, and it's it's... Like, where do you make the distinction, right? Mm-hmm. If it was if it was temporary insanity, if it was mental disorder, or if it was psychosis of some yeah. sort, or whatever, you know, it's that's why we're not uh, lawyers, I right? Guess. We're not lawyers, exactly. <laughs> this is all just uh, some information that I gathered on the mm-hmm. interwebs. So well, I wanted to elaborate on that one a little bit further. So I'm glad you did. I didn't know about that case. That's fucking wild. The the popsicle, popsicle, yeah, that guy. <laughs> popsicle. He's always popsicle now. Dang, popsicle's cute. No, we shouldn't glorify that. But no. Yeah, I there was one other case that a gentleman was acquitted of murdering his wife because he was a very severe sleepwalker mm-hmm. and that um he was although I think 
held responsible for her crime, he was essentially um, acquitted. Yeah. Or you know, not acquitted, but what am I trying to say? He was found not guilty. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. By temporary insanity. Yes. Because he, it happened in his sleep. That's wild. Yeah. Imagine that. No. And if it was, like, real, I'd be like, it's oh awful. my god, I would feel so fucking bad. There's a reason why we hear only, you know, there's only happened, it's only ever happened four or five times, and there's a reason we know about every single one of those is because it's so rare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing that. That was a good minty breaky. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. I think now is as good a time as ever to let everyone know what we're doing for the Patreon bait, bait, bonus episode. Yes! <laughs> so if you guys have been following along with us, you know that we do have additional bonus episodes for our tier two and three patrons. That is Patreon only exclusive, ad free, edit free, content warning free, excuse me. And it's kind of like a more elaborate case, a little bit more gory than our normal mm-hmm. cases. So they do come out on the 29th of every month. This month, I am going to be covering the Toy Box Killer. Woo! So Frankie, yeah. get ready, because <laughs> Frankie wanted us to do that one. He was never actually convicted of murder. He was just suspected of it, so that's why I didn't want to cover it what? as a regular case, oh, but tr- uh, Patreon only, there's no rules. So we're going to yeah. cover him, and he's a sick son of a bitch. So we will be getting that released on the 29th. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram or anywhere else at Diagnosing a Killer. Check out diagnosingakiller.com. Get some merchy merch. Yes, I love my full body heaps shirt. I'm Ugh, obsessed. I want to get a Yikes on Bikes shirt because I can wear it to work because it's kid friendly. I want the Yikes on Bikes on a canvas bag. It looks so cute. With I love the, it. The well, black that's the color text. I'm going to get. The Oh, beige. it's like a beige or mm-hmm. like a cream color. So yeah. cute. Well, check us out, guys. And then in the meantime, as well, August is coming up fast. Get your tickets for the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival. You're going to get to meet us. And there's like probably 25 30 other podcasts that are going to be there which so is many. super cool. I'm so I've been excited. like slowly but surely following them and listening to them and stuff just yeah. to, to check it out. But <laughs> yeah, anything else? Um I really would like to meet a true crime daddy at this uh at this con. There you go. True <laughs> crime daddy, you heard her first. <laughs> Calling all the true crime da- daddies. <laughs> okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Other way. What? You're going to say love you. Love you. Bye. Bright Cellars is a monthly wine club that matches you to delicious wines tailored completely to your tastes. Take their personalized seven-question quiz and be paired with wines that you will love. You can even improve your matches by rating each wine. Bright Cellars offers a unique tasting experience as each bottle comes with tasting notes and pairing suggestions. It's like having a sommelier at home. Their expert wine concierge will customize your subscription to fit any lifestyle. Click the link in the show notes and get your first two bottles starting at just $74 today. Are you a true crime advocate? Are you passionate about uncovering the truth and bringing justice to victims? Do you love the paranormal and spooky tales? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you won't want to miss the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival in Austin, Texas, this August from the 25th to the 27th. This festival features panel discussions, workshops, and live podcasts focusing on ethics and advocacy in the true crime sphere. Get your tickets now at truecrimepodcastfestival.com and join us in Austin for an unforgettable experience.